episode 177 of Biz Women Rock. Can you tell it's a little late at night and I'm having way too much fun in the studio here? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. This podcast was created so that you would have direct access to the true stories of what it's like being a businesswoman, the real true journey of very savvy, very smart businesswomen. If you love these stories, then make sure you go to bizwomenrock.com and opt in so that you can get updated on all the latest podcast interviews, as well as how you can become a more active part of the whole Biz Women Rock community, which kind of rocks. So go to bizwomenrock.com. Jennifer Latham is my guest today, and she established a company back in 2011 called Small Business Marketing Solutions. She has since transitioned herself into a personal branding coach for women. Um, She is fantastic. You're totally going to love her. And in this interview, we really go into how she grew her initial business, um, some strategies that she had that really helped her acquire business, how she was able to follow up in ways that weren't salesy and more relationship building. And more importantly, we really talk about um, her transition into a personal branding coach and what that was really like. Now, there she drops like major, major wisdom in this interview about how she organizes herself and how she sets herself up for some big goals, starting with numbers first and working backwards and how she organizes all of that, how she mile markers that brilliant information about how she makes sure that she's going to hit the goals that she has. And she's got some big ones. So if you have any goals in your business, which you do, then you have so much to learn from the strategies that she uses to really keep herself pushing forward and to make sure that she's hitting the mile markers along the way. So let's have some fun with Jennifer. Jennifer, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. I'm happy to have another Canadian on the show. (laughs) I've been I've been having this inundation of like amazing women from Ontario, Canada. Like apparently there's a ton of like super cool entrepreneurs up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We've got a whole bunch of us up here. I love it. Are you are you a, a, a Canada native? Are you from there originally? I did. I am. Yeah, I actually grew up in Timmins, Ontario. Oh, come on. Very nice. All right. So um, so we are here to talk about you, to talk about the business journey that you've had. You've had a really amazing one, and you've got a lot of cool stuff going on, so I want to make sure everyone knows about it. Um, let's start first with some of your background. Um, you started a company back in 2011 called Small Business Marketing Solutions, and I'm always interested to know like, what happened prior to that that really you know, kind of lit the fire for you that, you know, you knew that you wanted to become an entrepreneur. What were you doing before that? Well, before that, I actually had started before I started my business, I was actually an award winning sales manager. Um, I actually spent over 20 years in the retail industry, managing stores in all sorts of different sectors from telecommunications to women's clothing. You know, I, I kind of I've really worked in just about every level of sales and management in retail you could possibly imagine. And for a long time, I really loved what I did. 
And I was good at it. I mean, every store that I managed, I ended up taking the store to number one in the district or in the entire company. Wow. But I actually left the world of retail back in 2008. And the reason I left is because I was actually suffering some from some pretty severe anxiety and panic attacks. Hmm. Yeah. It was really at that time that I needed to kind of step back and figure out what I wanted from my career. So I ultimately ended up going back to school to work on my degree in marketing. And then in 2011, I was thinking that I was probably going to need to move away from my hometown in order to work for a marketing firm because there weren't any marketing firms where I lived. And that's kind of when the light bulb moment went on. And I thought, wait a minute, there aren't any marketing firms here. So why don't I do one? So I did some research and I really decided that, you know, I would be the one to provide marketing services to small businesses throughout Northern Ontario. So that's how Small Business Marketing Solutions came to be. Now, do you come from an entrepreneurial family or how well, how in the world did you kind of get this idea or like, you know, what? how did it get into your head just to do this? Like, did you know anyone who was an entrepreneur? I I did. I mean, I had kind of been, because I was in retail and especially in the telecommunications industry, I was connected to a lot of people who would come in and do a lot of their their cell phone business and their their satellite phones and that kind of stuff. So I did know some small business owners in the community. But ultimately, no, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial background. My dad was a police officer. My mom was a nurse. And I'm really the first one in my company in my family. Well, I guess other than my aunt, my aunt owned a travel agency, but that's it. Gotcha. Well, I'm always curious about that. Because when it's not in your reality, like you don't even see I take it for granted now, because I'm so entrenched in entrepreneurialism, but I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. And like, I don't looking back now, I can see, oh, yeah, I knew that person who owned their own business. I knew that person who owned their own business. But until I was like 22 years old, I didn't I had no clue to that world. So um, yeah, like ideas like that would never have fostered in my brain if, you know, I hadn't learned it somewhere along the way. So yeah, that's really interesting. So so when you started, when you decided to do small business marketing solutions, having no entrepreneurial background, what kind of things did you do to prepare yourself to do that? Holy man, I did so much research. It was crazy. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on my laptop doing a lot of research. I wanted to make sure that I was getting it right. Um, but the one thing that I think I did right was that I had made sure that I got a membership with the local chamber and I made sure that I attended every networking event I could possibly attend and really talk to as many people as I could and really start to kind of get the word out there that I was here. And, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a struggle because I really didn't have anybody to really bounce any ideas off of. So I kind of, it was a lot of internet search. Right. And just kind of figuring it out as you go along. Yeah. So, um, so talk a little bit about, because you still own Small uh, Business Marketing Solutions. So talk a little bit about exactly what it is. What do you provide and what's your business model? Um, small Business Marketing Solutions um, started off primarily as a consulting firm uh, for small businesses. And really what I wanted to do was really kind of show small businesses that there are more effective strategies for marketing your business. You know, just because you've been doing it the same way for 25 years doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best way to be doing it still. So that's where the consulting start came in. And then last year, I started to transition into coaching as opposed to consulting. Got it. Now, let's talk a little bit about how, because um, you had 
you ha- you started the business in 2011 and now 2014. We're going to talk about your transition a little bit later, but you had three solid years there of building up the small business marketing solution. So talk a little bit about what worked for you to acquire clients um, in a sea of a lot of marketing experts. I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, will say that they know this information, they're consultants, and, uh, you know, they'll help you out. How did you distinguish yourself amongst all of that? You're right. You're absolutely right that there are a lot of people out there that um, really will say that, you know, they're marketing experts or whatever. And what I needed to do was really do a lot of education. So, you know, I always said that I'm not a design firm that offers marketing services. I help with strategy piece of it. And I think that's where a lot of people miss the boat on doing their marketing in the first place is that they'll go and get their website done or they'll go and get some design work done, but they don't have the strategy behind them in the first place. So what I would do is I would, like I said, get out to as many networking events as I possibly could. And I would talk to all these small business owners and then make sure that I followed up with them. And I think the follow up is really key. And I think it's possible to be able to follow up multiple times without coming across as a pushy salesperson, as long as the people on the other end realize that you're there to help. And I think once they recognized that I was there to help with the background strategy and that I could put their marketing dollars where they belonged, then they started to get noticed and realized that what I had made sense. Okay, Jennifer, so I'm going to make you go in depth there because um, I do want to know your, I mean, you spent 20 years in retail sales and sales management. So how did you, what strategies did you have to actually follow up multiple times and not seem salesy and do it in a way that, that continued to show them value? I think what it is, it's all about building relationships over time. And I think when people realize that you're actually listening to what they want, they not may not necessarily want to do business with you right now, but the more that they start to talk to you and you start to get to know them, the more you can give them ideas and you know you can talk to them and share resources with them just because you're thinking of them and you think, you know what, I think they would probably get some value value out of this and you you can send them some sort of resource or give them a call and say hey I'm just checking in how's everything going with that project that you're working on and I think it's really about building relationships and then people can recognize that you're not there just to make a sale you're there to help and I love that you're pointing that out and I think the one hiccup that a lot of people go through especially when they make the transition from like you know this is the first business I'm having is that they're um and I'm not blaming anyone because you almost can't help it but you're sort of thinking of the dollar like I need to, I just need to make money. I need to bring money into my business. I need to do business development. So I just need to ca- to obtain these clients. And then you get, you get lost because I mean, really quality business comes from long-term relationship building. And so, um, especially in the area that you're, that you were doing in the consulting and the marketing. So, um, I just, I love pointing that out because, you know, I think that we can sometimes get way too trapped in this, Okay, we just need to chase the dollar, and instead of let me focus on the relationships and the and the education and and building these bridges and all of that other stuff will come. I agree, and I think that's where my retail background really came in because I think when I look back to when I was in retail, really my focus was still about empowering women. Even at the time, even when I was in you know women's clothing and stuff, my goal was to have the women leave my store feel absolutely fantastic about themselves, whether they bought anything or not. Got it. So, um, so now let's talk a little bit about the transition. So, you know, a couple of years into it, you decided to now make a transition from a consultant to a coach who works primarily with women, helping them with their personal branding. So uh, tell us a little bit about that journey. How did you get there? 
Um, I kind of felt like when I was doing the consulting work, there was something missing. I kind of felt like, you know, I would go in and I would work with the clients and give them, you know, strategies and give them basically a plan. And then there was no no way for me to really kind of consistently be working with them on a long-term basis. And I felt disconnected from the clients in that way. So when I kind of got looking into my own thoughts and what kinds of things, my ideal client, the people I really wanted to work with the most, it really started to resonate with me that there are so many women in this world that have so many incredible, unique qualities and talents and gifts and skills that they can bring to the world but there's no way that they're able to showcase that unless they're confident enough in doing that. And they need to know what their own personal brand stands for. So that's where I started to kind of realize I want to work one-on-one with women and really build that brand out as opposed to just consulting and giving them a, a plan and saying, here, now you're on your own. So how did you do that? Because now all of a sudden you're already known in the community as small business marketing solutions. And now all of a sudden you're saying, oh, wait, this is really my niche. This is I'm, I'm a coach who works with women on personal branding. How did you how did you finagle that within the community into, you know, even like your for your personal branding? And, and, you know, how did you manage that and set that up so that people didn't get confused by who you were? You know what? I think, you know, part of it is that, you know, like, like you said, I mean, there are coaches all over the place, you know, they they come from everywhere. And I think for me, it's really about that I have, you know, a unique approach to things. I have that sales and marketing background, but I also have, you know, some life skills in there that I can kind of bring to it. So my approach is really different than most other um, personal brand coaches. But in order to get me kind of in the community and start getting people to recognize that this is what I was doing. I don't think it was such a huge transition because I think people recognized me as the marketing expert in the area to begin with. So it kind of transitioned pretty easily into um, women entrepreneurs and then into women in general to create their own personal brand. And I think people have looked at it and went, oh my God, that's really cool. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't realize people were brands. Well, and you know, you did something that I think is pretty unique, but I think super smart and and something that I have seen that all the most successful businesswomen really do, which is you you niche down. So instead yep. of being this grand, hey, we do marketing, you know, everything under the sun, um, you are being very specific about saying, here's who I work with, here's what I specialize in, and here's how I can help you. And now all of a sudden, it, I mean, that can be scary because all of a sudden you're cutting down, you know, half of the population and. Um, you know, now you're cutting down even to women who get this idea of personal branding. Um, but it actually works out really well for you. So how, um, what was your experience actually niching down and, you know, being very specific about who you were servicing? I actually needed to get really clear on my own messaging too, because like you said, I mean, realistically, when it comes to marketing services, I could help just about anybody, all sorts of small businesses could use marketing strategy. But Ultimately, I needed to decide who I wanted to work with and what my core values were. And I needed to know that my personal brand actually stood for something. And so what I did is I really kind of honed in on my own core message and really started to change up the way I was wording stuff in terms of my website and social media and all of that. Mm. So um, let's talk about social media a little bit. What kind of things have you done on social media that have worked for your coaching business? Um, actually just recently on Facebook, I actually, well, in through my email list as well, I actually did a free seven day challenge called the brand love challenge. 
And um, we, I had so many women join that challenge. It was unbelievable. And I think really having these kind of things, the Brand Love Challenge is actually on my website too, but people can go in and actually join the challenge. It's only seven days. And people have been so responsive to that particular challenge. It's been unbelievable. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have a presence there and you're definitely getting yourself out. What um, what kind of things are you doing? Very Like give me some specific strategies that you're utilizing that are working well for you um, to help get your name out there and to, to help to help you market, to help your brand market. I think, again, it goes back to that building relationships, both online and offline. And I think once you get to know certain people and you connect with really key people, that makes a huge, huge difference. Because I think when you build trust with people, they start to recognize that you are somebody that they would do business with and that they would refer you to other people to do business with. So I think that's a really big part of my own marketing strategy. So I'm curious because, I mean, it sounds like, and you're, you're still running small business marketing solutions and you have, uh, you have your coaching business as well. So you're, you're still wearing a lot of hats and you, you're keeping really busy. Uh, I know you also uh, organize the Timmins Mompreneurs Group, and which is a really brilliant way to be able to kind of get you there with your target market and to really be a great resource there. But um, how are you managing it? Like what, what strategies do you have to manage your time and to make sure you're getting everything done? Like how do you structure your day? You know what? Honestly, it's funny. I used to think that in order to be really successful, you needed to work like 70 hours a week and, you know, really bust your butt to make things happen. But I've come to realize that when I am more centered and grounded and that I can make my weeks any way I want, I am so much more successful. So normally now I generally work about five hours a day. And so my mornings are usually I take up the morning taking care of the kids and getting them off to school and then I have some time for me so I do some journaling and some meditation and that kind of thing and then I get right into it and I take a look at my to-do list for the day and I'm not going to stop until that list is done. Seriously do you have like a 100% success rate on that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come on okay so what rules do you have for to-do list then? Do you have only like a certain amount of things or how do you structure that? I do I have something that I called my my focus list for the day Um, so basically what I do is I take a look at what is driving me towards my goal. So I have a gazillion things on my to-do list, but I pick three that I'm going to do that day. Those three need to drive towards my goal. So I call them my VIPs, my very important priorities. That's what I, those three have to get done. If the rest don't get done, I don't care, but those three have to get done. Love that. Absolutely love that. I think that's really good. And you know what? Um, once again, I mean, there, there's so many great themes that happen when you talk to so many smart business women, and that's definitely one of them, like really having a very clear system for prioritization and getting the, the really heavy stuff done first. I think that's yeah. really amazing. So you mentioned being a mom. You have three kids, right? Three. Okay. So yep. how do you manage all that? <laughs> I'm not going to say balance because that doesn't exist. I'm going to ask, how do you manage it? What what uh, what tools help you? You know, um, what helps you actually manage all of that? I'm very old school when it comes to um, ske- cal- calendars and schedules. I have my nice little paper day planner that everything goes in in pencil. And that way I can erase it if it, <laughs> if I don't need it anymore. Um, but my one of my kids, one of my sons, he's actually a competitive dancer. So he spends a lot of time at the dance studio and competitions and exams and stuff. So I make sure that I end my work day at 3 o'clock. 
so that I can make sure that he gets home from dance, that he's fed, and that my daughter gets back from skiing and gets to dance. And so my days end at three o'clock. Now, that doesn't mean I don't do work at night, because sometimes I do. But for the most part, I work until three o'clock, and then my day's done. Wow. That, I just think that that's fantastic. And, and I love the fact that that goes against the theory of, you know, work a 20 hour day, and then get up and do it again for years at a time until things really plow through. So um, you had mentioned to me before we got on the air, and I, I definitely want to talk about this because I think it's really powerful. You know, I always ask, especially coaches and consultants, I'm always asking, like, how do you implement what you are teaching your clients and your customers? How are you implementing it for yourself? And one of the things that you had let me know is that, um, you know, your coaching business is fairly new. You started it in 2014. And you have a pretty massive goal to hit six figures by the end of 2015, which is a big goal for a fairly young company. So what, um, you know, I don't want to hear the fluff of like, yes, I'm going to hit it. What real things are you putting into place to make sure that you're hitting that major goal? And this is, I'm sure, going to get down to the nitty gritty as to what you're, I'm sure, teaching your clients and how you're implementing it for yourself. Yeah, I think that for myself, I'm definitely the queen of lists and schedules. I like everything all planned out. Um, So I have my nice, like I said, my nice little day planner. But um, what I do is every week of the year is all blocked out. So I know exactly what I'm doing every week. So when it comes to scheduling my social media and that kind of stuff, every single week has a different theme or idea behind it. So that way I know what I'm going to post every single day that's going to be based around that theme. And that theme is based on the goals that I want to achieve for that month. Oh, that's fantastic. So you come now, do you come up with financial goals first? Or are you coming up with like, you know, I just want to, this is a new concept I want to launch. And, uh, or do you say I want to hit X amount of dollars and then kind of back into what that is? Yeah, I kind of start with the um, the number figure first. I basically came up with what I wanted to do for the year. And I think this goes back to my retail management background that I'm all about the numbers. So I take a look at what I want to achieve for the year and then work backwards from there and decide what I need to do every single month to make that happen. And then what I do is every week, Um, actually on Sunday mornings, what I do is I plan out my week. So I know what my quarterly sales targets are and what I'm going to be able to make each month and each week for to make that happen. Okay, so I got to ask this because all that sounds awesome. But how are you making yourself accountable to all this? Do you work with a, a coach yourself? Are you working with a mentor? Do you have an accountability group? Like what things do you have in place that help you kind of keep straight as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I actually I had a coach um last year and I actually just hired a new one so I actually start with her on Thursday so I'm super excited um yeah I'm very excited about it and then um really I'm like I said very I'm a picky Virgo so I'm very hard on myself (laughs) and I have extremely high standards so I know that when I take a look at my planning if I'm not hitting my numbers then I am going to make damn sure that I'm picking up the phone and I'm making some phone calls and I'm going to make it happen Mm, I love that. You were determined. You were a very determined girl. (laughs) Who would you say are some of your, um, I don't want to call them mentors, but like people that you've looked up to in business, like, you know, men or women, it doesn't matter, like people who who have done something that you really admire and you have implemented. I think my biggest, and I hate to say the word, but probably my idol, um, would probably be Arlene Dickinson. Um, she is just such, such a powerhouse entrepreneur and I just I I love her to pieces um you know she's the CEO of Venture Communications here in Canada and she has come from 
pretty well nothing to build this unbelievable powerhouse marketing firm in the country. And I just love, love, love the way she is. She's so down to earth, but she works hard and I just love her. Mm, That's awesome. Now, how about your kids? Like, do you, how do you integrate them into your business at all? Do they see, do you talk about your business with them? Are they participating in it? And I ask because I've had women on here whose kids are working in their business Mm -hmm. and and women who don't talk about business at all with their kids. So where are you on that? How do you, how do you integrate business with your kids? Yeah, I'm very, very open about my business with my kids and uh, my 13 year old son. He's actually learning how to do um, website coding, HTML coding right now. All right. And, yeah. And he said to me the other day, he said, Mom, why don't I do your website for you? I'm like, I already have a website, but thanks. You know, <laughs> so no, the kids are the kids are really involved with it, too. They think it's really cool that mom has her own business. That is fantastic. Jennifer, how would you say that you have most evolved since you started your company in 2011? Personally or professionally? Both. Give me both answers. Um, you know what? I can honestly say that I have a, a way, more, way more confidence now than I ever did. Um, I'm definitely a lot sure of myself now. I think now that I've figured out exactly what it is that I have to offer and that what my core values are, I have no problem standing up and telling people exactly what I can do to help them. And I think that's really helped my own confidence level in getting out and speaking to people and doing speaking engagements and that kind of thing. Um, In terms of professionally, I think it's really, I've seen the business start to evolve because I've gotten so much clearer on what I can do and how I can make this business really rock. Right. And I want to ask you this, uh, because I think it's always interesting to hear an answer. What do you do when you fail? Like when you try something and you fall on your butt and it doesn't work, maybe a marketing strategy, maybe something that you launched, uh, maybe hiring somebody, whatever it is, when, when you fail, what do you do? How do you recover? You know what? I mean, it happens to everybody. And um, for the long time, I would probably just kind of say, oh, you know what? It didn't work. Then you would feel like a failure. But I think over the last five years, I've really gotten to a point where I kind of have this little mini meltdown. And then I'm like, okay, let's go. (laughs) Let's fix this. What are we going to do about it? And I just jump in and do it. I love it. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who has a mini meltdown. (laughs) 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 That's about my pattern, too. I just completely fall apart. And then I'm like, okay, time to pick back up the pieces. I'm superwoman now. Let's go. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm at. Exactly. That's great. Uh, so Jennifer, where do you see things going? What's, I mean, you are, you are very clear on what you got, where you want to go. What's the big picture for you? Um, big picture for me is really, my goal is to empower as many women as I can worldwide. Um, I really want to be able to also give back in a big way. And one of the things that I've really wanted to do is to go overseas and I'd actually go like to go to India and to do some work with um, women there to help them create more sustainable lifestyles for themselves and their families. But my goal is to really build, you know, um, over like a million dollar company and I want to be able to give back to the world in a huge way. Mm, I love that. Well, Jennifer, I have no doubt that you're going to be doing that. I mean, I I can just hear the confidence and the determination in your voice. I just want to thank you so much for for uh, you know sharing with us how you've done things thus far and what you plan on doing because it's some great stuff. So, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate having the time to talk to you. There are so many takeaways that I could just run through uh, from that conversation. 
The very first is obviously the, uh, she called it the VIP list or the focus list that she creates every day with the top three things that will propel her business forward. This is not the first time that we've heard it here, but she just, I love when women rehash that out again because it just hits the point home all the time. And it's just vital. It's vital that we do that. And that is what keeps us moving forward so significantly. So all of the other stuff that's a great priorities, you know, like, Get the priorities, get those top three things done first that are going to move you forward and then let everything else go behind it. Um, The other thing that I thought was brilliant and and just, you know, kind of hung there throughout the entire conversation was her focus on clarity and her um, constant desire and uh, discipline to be clear about who she is, who she serves, what, what she's offering you know, what goals she has. I mean, she's just a very, very clear person and I can't help but notice that when you're very clear about what you want, it's a hell of a lot easier to get there. (laughs) So I just really appreciate Jennifer for sharing all those little behind the scenes things about how she manages herself and her company. Uh, Man, I hope you got as much from that as I did. And uh, I can't wait to hear how you're implementing all that stuff. I would like to hear about your VIP list. So go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 177 and just put a comment in the notes there about what you learned from it, maybe how you've implemented it, how the VIP list has worked for you, maybe your own version of this that really works. That would be awesome. All right. And I will see you on the next episode. (laughs) 